When my son was younger, he was head over heels into the Disney movie Cars. He especially liked the song Life is a Highway, sung by Rascal Flatts. Maybe I was a bad dad, but I had to remind him that they didn't sing that song to begin with. The original singer is Tom Cochran, who released this awesome song on his Mad Mad World album in 1991. And I proceed, proceeded to play that song not only then, but often to the point where they hear any other version, they know that that's not the original. It's Tom Cochran. You really have to give credit where credit is due. Whatever the case, life truly is like a highway. There are great times and then there are potholes. There are freeways and then there are speed traps. You really have to be ready for whatever comes along. Our guest today takes the idea of life being a highway and applies it to his fandom. Now, here's the reason. When I go to Nashville for Titans games, I usually travel around an hour or so to get there. This fan travels 2,000 miles one way to get to a game. That, my friends, is fandom. That, my friends, is making life your highway and following what you love. And I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And I'm going to let him introduce himself in just a minute. Thank you for sharing just a moment with us today as we talk about what makes football family. And while you're here, press that subscribe button to be able to join us each time we talk about what makes football family to certain fans. While you're also at it, head over to the Sports History Network homepage to take a look at some other great sports podcasts. And if you would like to be on the Footballers Family podcast, send me a tweet at Jeremy underscore McFarlane or on the Footballers Family Facebook page. And we are back to Footballers Family podcast, and I have a special guest all the way from the great country of California. I, I think y'all are, are not a state, you're a country in and of yourself. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, they sure think they are out here for sure. I appreciate that, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm Taylor uh, Taylor Hurst. A lot of people, uh, I, I've I, I've been uh, a Titans fan since '96, '97. I think uh, since probably 2016, we've really been able to reach out to each other via social media. You know that uh, through Twitter or Facebook. I, I really got started with my Titans family on Facebook, but um, but yeah, I got to got to know a lot of people. Um, love my Titans family. It's, it's great because now we get to see each other at games and you can actually put a face to the name that, you know, uh, before we were just a bunch of faceless and nameless Titans fans that, you know, didn't really know each other, but now we can recognize each other at the games and, and, uh, it's, and it's been awesome. All right. You know, Taylor, I, I'm probably, people who've listened to this know where I lean. I, I make no, no bones about it. Uh, I've got two tone blue in me. And and I'm I'm honored to be in your presence because if I correct me if I'm wrong here, you are a Titans fan Hall of Fame. Remember the Titans fan Hall of Fame 2018? Yes, yes, that's the uh, the banner right there. I know I know we're audio only, but um, yeah, uh, it's that's kind of a long story in and of itself. Um, as I said earlier, I've been a fan since '96. Let, let me back up just a little bit if I can, Jeremy. I I um. My history is I grew up in Indianapolis, actually, believe it or not, in the 90s. And um, there were no Colts fans back then. In fact, me and my buddies in high school, we used to mock the Colts to no end because they were garbage. If you liked football, you were probably a Notre Dame fan in, living in Indy because nobody really cared for the Colts. Uh, the, Baltimore, the Baltimore Colts came to Indianapolis in 83. 
and they really didn't do anything for like 15, maybe 20 years. Yeah, if you and, played uh, um, if you played Tecmo Bowl, Super Bowl, you know exactly what we're talking about, how bad they were. <laughs> exactly. I remember that too. The uh, So, you know, the attitude, I, I'm a diehard Indiana Pacers fan. I mean, I was all about basketball and really Indiana was basketball. And I don't want to drag it on about the, the state of Indiana, though I do have a love for the Hoosier State. I absolutely loathe and despise the Colts more than any other team in the NFL. And I have since way back. Now, a bunch of my friends, I moved. Here's my story is I left, I found out in 1997, really, that we were moving down to uh, the Nashville, Tennessee area. And um, that was a that was right about the time that uh, the, that was the same year. I think we found out we were moving. We physically moved in 97, but we found out we were going to be moving late 96. And I think it was right. I just remember very vividly. It was right about the time that Bud Adams announced that the Oilers were going to be moving to Tennessee. And uh, I just remember, oh, because I was an NFL fan at the time, but I was so excited that, hey, I'm going to have my own. I'm going to have that's going to be my team. I'm starting fresh in a new state. The Oilers are starting fresh in a new state. And so I adopted everything about them from that moment on. And, um, and you know, we moved to next year and, and the rest is history. But, um, yeah, I, I really feel like, you know, a lot of my friends that did not move, that stayed there, oh, yeah, I love the Colts. I'm like, dude, you guys did not love – I know you. I know for a fact you did not like the Colts before Peyton Manning. So I have a real hard time. I, I truly believe that probably – if I had to put a number on it in my mind, it's probably like 80% of today's Colts fan base was not a fan before, or not a diehard fan anyways, before Peyton Manning. But uh, anyway, that's, my, that's a little bit about my history. Well, that that makes sense. A lot of my friends here in, in Middle Tennessee uh, were not Colts fans, but they were volunteer fans. Oh, yeah. And as soon as Peyton was picked number one, I remember one day we were at a park. We were playing video games, watching football at the same time, uh, multitasking, which as I get older, it becomes less and less likely for me to be able to do that. <laughs> but I was watching the Titans play a playoff game, and uh, I, I, they might have been playing the Colts, and, and they were pulling for the Colts. I'm like, you guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, were you able to go to Memphis to any of the games there when they, were the, when they played there? You know what? I, I never got to Memphis. Uh, me and one of my best friends were going to um, try and make a trip out there. But keep in mind, so let me put a timeline on it. I was – I just graduated. So I was 18, 19, you know, working a minimum wage job, saving up some money. Um, I didn't have – I mean, I would have – I would have if I, if if I could rewind the clock and, I, you know, obviously if I had more money or maybe in a different financial situation back then – I would have been one of the PSL founders, which would have been my ultimate dream. But, um, you know, just a young kid, pre-college, didn't have uh, didn't have a lot of extra dough. So we did not did not make. Did you ever make it out there to any of those games? Um, I I as far as I went when I went to college was in Henderson, Tennessee, which was about two hours away from Memphis or an hour and a half or so. And I never had the opportunity to go out there. I said, you know what, I'm going to go. And I looked out at the I think they played at the Liberty Bowl. Uh, and there were plenty of seats, and I should have gone. I should have yeah. gone. But no, I it did, would have been a good memory for sure to get to get out there for that moment. In I did get to see them play in the first game at Vanderbilt. Uh, I have the pin. In fact, it's I'm pointing over here at my desk. It was uh, the Tennessee Oilers. They played the Washington Redskins. But my big memory is when I got to see John Elway play. He's my favorite player of all time, and I got to see him play one down or one drive, scored a touchdown, and he quit playing after that. He was done oh, wow. for the day. That was the preseason. Yeah. So no, it's um, 
Yeah, it's a, I, I to be now that I mean now that you asked me that I'm thinking when my very first Titans my first NFL game was a Titans game for sure, um, and it didn't come until early 2000s because shortly after let's see my parents have been we moved down there in 97 and they've been there ever since uh, my folks and my okay. most of my siblings actually to this day live in the Spring Hill Columbia area. I, however, ended up moving out to Southern California in the early 2000s. But I mean, I remained a Titans fan, you know, forever. So it's like I didn't change it up. But I remember my very first game was actually one of the early, I want to say, I, I have the ticket stub myself. I didn't get the pin. I kind of wish I would have. But um, the um, one of the Chargers games, every time the every time I'm about two hours, two, two and a half hours from San Diego. So every time the Titans would come to the West Coast and play the Chargers, I would go to that game like that was my way. So. Um, I've probably been to seven away games at San Diego at Qualcomm stadium, um, before they moved. And we, I'll tell you this, we lost every single one of those games. I, we had the worst record at Qualcomm. In fact, we never won since the, since we were the Oilers was the last time we won at Qualcomm, but that was my first time I started going to games. And then, um, and then to fast forward a little bit, Jeremy, I, uh, went to, you know, my wife is born and raised Southern California. So I, we lived out here for 16 years of our marriage. And then, uh, in 2017, um, she dropped my job by saying, Hey, if you can find a job out in Tennessee, I'm willing to try it out. Cause we go out there to visit all the time. My family's still out there and she likes it, but uh, she never lived anywhere else. So we ended up moving out in 2017. And I mean, before I had even loaded up the, R, the, uh, the, the, uh, Penske truck, <laughs> I had already been on the horn getting my season tickets purchased and like becoming a PSL holder because living in California, you can't really, you can't do that. You have to live within like a four hour radius. I think it's like Alabama, Tennessee and uh, Kentucky. And you know, like, like there's this NFL regulation. You're not allowed to buy season tickets for a franchise. It's really weird. But uh, once I, once I found out we were moving, we ended up, uh, I got on the horn, got my season tickets and I've held on to them, even though we've since moved back to uh, California. We lived out there for about a year. I loved it. My wife had a real hard time just being away from all our family. Yeah. You know, uh, that was the hundred percent main thing because I guarantee if her family lived in Tennessee, she would have been fine staying out there. You know, she, she did not, it wasn't that she did not like Tennessee. It was just that she missed my two stepdaughters were out in California still. So that was really hard for her. So there's a lot of issues, but came back, kept the part of the deal was to keep my season tickets. So I try and make it out for two minimum, two games a year. Um, the first, let's see the first year I got to go to three, uh, the first year that we moved back. And so, and then this year I'm hoping I did the Colts game and the bears game this past uh, month when we had them back to back, we had a Sunday game against the bears. And then we had the Thursday night game against the Colts. Yeah. We're so not going to talk about that game. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my story right there, Jeremy. Basically, in a nutshell, that's how I became a the Hall of Fans uh, for the Titans because the year we were out there, I got to participate in the contest and was selected. And uh, man, that's probably that alone was worth the was worth the move out to ten, to Tennessee. <laughs> it was to win that. So I was pretty proud of that. Now, now, Taylor is showing, uh, and and you do you have that picture? You have the picture on your Twitter page of your of your uh garage i, I remember yeah, i have a i do have a picture uh i think it's my twitter what do you call it your twitter cover I, I have a picture of the garage you can see the banner in the background it's not a real close-up of it. but you have in the back uh some impressive uh, art i i love the uh i'm going to try to describe it it's the two-tone blue it's the old school two-tone blue it's not the newer lighter color it's dark blue and then it goes to 
the Titan blue. And can you tell everybody what you have up on the wall here? Because I love I love looking, especially that number nine in the back. It's it's kind of that's kind of oh nice. man. Well, uh, I know the I know the listeners can't can't see what we're looking at, but I actually did all this paint job myself. And uh, in my last garage, I had a red pinstripe between the two tone between the two blues, right? The the light Titans blue and the navy blue. I, and I like the red, but this time, you know, with our uniform change, when I bought this house, I opted to just go with the gray as the divider. And I think it re looks really uh, slick, really, it, it, and it gives a good tone to it. But behind me, in the main portion of the garage, I have the main Titans logo. And then I have a small fat head, uh, you know, which is the wall poster of Steve McNair. And uh, you'll notice uh, our... If you see the garage, you'll know that on the on one side of it, there's an empty spot. And I'm waiting for Fathead to do their Eddie George um, Fathead because that's where I'm going to put Eddie on that side of the, of the garage. Uh, I, was I was wondering if you were going to – who were you going to put there if it was going to be Derrick Henry? Yeah, because I have a collection of players. Uh, on the oh, there's Derrick Henry. I've got Derrick. I've got – Marcus will always have his place in my garage. Um, you know, I have various uh, memorabilia, but the, the original guys, I mean, going back to the early, the late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, Steve McNair, Eddie George were the two guys that solidified me forever as a Titans fan. I think a lot of us can say that, those of us that have, you know, been a fan for a while. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, uh, so the virtual, and then I have an Oilers, uh, you know, I got the Titans uh, logos, I got our old Oilers logo, because I know, I know a lot of local Tennesseans really kind of just want to just, it's, we're the Titans and we've only ever been the Titans. But to me, we have so many Houston Oilers fans that came over when the franchise moved. They stayed loyal to the team. And I love it, man. Showing me that hat. That's sick. I, I, I do want to give myself an Oilers hat. I know a lot of them are coming out again. but uh, um, I, I found one when it was the 50th anniversary. And uh, I went to, I think it was Lids at, at, at a mall. And if I was a day earlier, it would have been half price. But I, I, I bought it and then... I, as for forgiveness, <laughs> how much it was. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. The, um, yeah, my wife is always saying, don't you have enough Titan stuff? No. I say you can never have enough Titan no. stuff. There's always stuff you can get. So my garage is a testament to it. I, I, I was able during that one year living in Tennessee to get a lot of stuff signed. I made a custom poster of Marcus Mariota. I, I, I dabbled a little bit in kind of like amateur graphic design and stuff. And, uh, I created a, po a poster of Marcus and was able to get it signed by him at the training camp. Oh, yeah. We lived out there. I, I, I literally, there was like 15 open practices that year for, you know, pre-COVID, obviously, but it was open to the public. And I think I went to nine or 10 of them. So got to meet a lot of the players. It was awesome. I mean, I, I had such a great time. It was like candy land for me. I, I recommend... I mean, obviously, we're in a COVID year, right? There's no training camp this year. But in future years, I, I mean, my plan is literally to try and get take a week off during training camp at least once every two or three years to just go out to Tennessee, spend the week out there, hit training camp, you know, four or five times that week and just get autographs, see the players. Um, it's just a great time. So, um, so yeah, my garage is basically just a giant, um, I guess – I don't want to say shrine because I'm like you, I'm a Christian guy. I don't, this is not, this, this is my pastime. It's not my true, you know, inner faith or anything, but it's just, I love the Titans. And I really, I really feel like in California, especially um, we started, uh, and I say we, but it was really one guy uh, got the idea to put a Facebook group out there. And a lot of us started finding it and, and uh, 
really started joining up and getting to know each other. And now literally every year, like I've already held last year, we had a, the Ravens playoff game. I hosted here for the, we have probably 40 Titans fans just in my small geographical area of maybe 40 to 50 miles. That That's of the ones we know of. There's more than that, but there was probably 30 of us over here in the garage watching that Ravens game. Um, I do have, I did post stuff on Twitter from that game, some highlights. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Now you can't, obviously you can't put uh host of uh, anything over in California right now, that big, can you? No, not like that. And to be honest, I mean, we've had this season I've invited, I think at the most we've had, my garage is a decent size. Like, so we've had, I th- I'm thinking, I think I had eight guys over this time and, you know, we were pretty spaced out. Honestly, masks were optional for us. That was a little early on. I, after this, my last uh, game watch, we had five of us over here, and that was for the game between the the Ravens game, actually, again. And uh, it was a good game, but I kind of said, you know, we're starting to peak on our numbers, and a lot of the guys are just not wanting to participate. And I respect that. You know, they're, they, you know, they're maybe people have, you know, high-risk uh, family or friends that they don't, you know, there's a lot of different reasons that people don't want to participate. So I just opted, you know, it's probably best for right now while things are a little peaking with COVID. It's just uh, one of those years to not host for a little bit. So, but we have had small groups over here this year. Now I was wondering how you became a Titans fan. Now you're over in California. How many miles do you travel one way to get? Oh man, it's from me, from my house to Columbia, Tennessee, which is where my folks are. It's about 2000 miles. So it's approximately the same from here to Nashville. So if you're going to say football is family, that means it's family to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, and you know, heaven forbid the Titans ever leave Tennessee, like the Oilers left Houston, I would still follow them. I had geographically, I think the only place I'd struggle with is if they moved across the pond to London or something like that. But we had a problem a couple of years ago. They were talking, going to Oakland. I was, and it made me a little bit sick. Oh yeah. I, de- I never even heard that talk. I'm surprised I didn't even hear that, but no. yeah, you, you were spared something. You were oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I Oakland is not. It's kind of a ghetto city, but it's, it's only about eight hours away from me. So I'd probably, in theory, be able to get more, and probably even be able to become a season ticket holder. But I don't want that. I mean, I, I love the fact that they're in Tennessee. I hope Amy keeps them there for a long time. I just think Nashville is a great city, a great spot for a, a pro team. You know, I mean, I yeah. hope one day we get to host the Super Bowl there someday. It's a small – well, they need to upgrade the stadium a little bit. But it's a yeah. it's a small market. If you've never been to Nashville, Nashville has maybe six or 700,000 people in the Davidson County, Nashville metro area. The stadium sits, what, about 65,000, something like that? Yeah. It's The parking is hard to come by. But I heard that if you go to uh, Levi Stadium or even to the uh, – stadium in Los Angeles is about a hundred dollars to park in certain areas. Oh yeah. Keeping yeah, that on that paid 20 bucks. And now I'm, I feel okay with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, heck if you park just a few blocks away from Nissan stadium and just want to walk, I mean, less than half a mile, you can park for like 10 bucks. And when we were out there for during the COVID, I mean, we were out there for the bears and the, and the Colts game. I think I parked for $3, man. I mean, and in traffic, there was no traffic getting out obviously because the stadium is like, 20% capacity or something like that. It's, it's I think we had like 12,000 fans out of a 65,000 fan stadium. So yeah, like I said, it's, it's a smaller venue. I mean, who knows if we never get a Super Bowl, I'll be all right with it. But um, 
you know, I would I would be upset if they left Nashville. I just think I just think it's home. I hope I hope that this Titans team can bring back can bring us a Lombardi uh, to Tennessee. That would be awesome. And and honestly, we we have so many fans across the nation. And, and like I said, social media is making our fan base a small, uh, larger. I mean, geographically smaller and numerically larger in the sense that we're getting to know like we have a huge following down even in Mexico that's that's how crazy it is we got fans all over the place and we're seeing groups on Twitter popping up the Titans fans of Germany Titans fans yes. Irish Ireland Titans fans um, you know London Titans fans so everywhere and I think that's great I think bringing fans together like we, we started doing this in California in 2016 and our Facebook group has now over a thousand members and there are only members in this group that actually physically live here. And that's not to be exclusive. It's just to keep it to where it's more pure and like easier um, to get to know each other and not so convoluted with just Titan stuff. We have plenty of Facebook and social media groups that are Titans only for anybody. But anyway, yeah. So how did, um, how did the San Diego area uh, take to the uh, Chargers leaving? Oh man. Um, I remember I was at the last game and like I said, I've been to everyone. We, we, we had a playoff game with the Chargers that Titans fans will remember when we played Phillip Rivers. It was the um, Vince Young era. So it was Vince Young, Albert Hainsworth. Uh, I think we had Lendell White. We had Chris um, – what was that guy's name? He fumbled at like the five-yard line. We lost that game like 17-6, to six, I think, something like that. I was at that game. But San Diego uh, – so rewind the clock to 2017 or 18. I can't remember what year it was. Um we went to the last game and it was the very week they were voting. So the city of San Diego was voting on, and, and this whole scenario reminded me very much of what happened in Houston. Yeah. Uh, when Bud Adams, you know, I mean, yeah, I, you know, Houston, I, the Houstonians will be like, well, we revamped the stadium for Bud Adams. And then two years later, he wants a brand new stadium. They were sharing the Astrodome with the, with the baseball team. Okay. Come on. That's not even, so Bud Adams, a business owner, he wants to leave. They are, he wants a new stadium. They don't want to give it to him. So he takes them to Nashville. We have a team. Thank you, Bud Adams, right? Uh, San Diego had a very similar situation where their owner wanted a new stadium. Qualcomm Stadium was built in like 1957. I don't know. It was in the late 50s or early 60s. It's an old stadium, a very old venue, needed to be redone. And the, the vote that was put on the books for the voters of San Diego to vote on in order to fund the stadium. This was what it was. It was basically, there would be, it would be paid for by the owner and also the other portion would fall on a tourist tax. Meaning that anybody that went, like hotels, um, any of the tourist industry, people would be charged a 20% tax. So these are people that go to stay in hotels, whatever, they would be charged a tax and that would go towards the stadium. So none of the locals, would be charged an extra dime on their taxes unless they went to a hotel or something. Right. But, um, even still they voted it down and basically said to the chargers, screw you guys, we don't want you here. And so the chargers left, they came to LA and I'm not saying that this fan base, that the fan base in LA really received them. Well, I think they're struggling in LA too, because LA let's be real has been a Raiders. I don't know if nobody, I don't know how many of our listeners are from this area or know of Southern California, but Los Angeles has been, predominantly Rams and Raiders forever. So for the Chargers to try and come in and squeeze in a new fan base is not likely, right? So, and their fan base was similar to the Houston Oiler fan base when they left. It kind of split. Like you have 
And I know because I, I every day I'm around Chargers fans out here, and half of them are like, screw the Chargers. They left, they left San Diego. They're not my team anymore. And then the other half were like, no, man, that's my team. I'm always going to be Charger fans. So I kind of respect the latter part of that group more because to me it's always been about the franchise and not about the city. And I know not everybody looks at it that way. There's some diehard Houston Houstonians that swear that the Oilers are their team and they're never going to acknowledge that they're part of the Titans and, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, the fact is we, the, you know, the names of the Houston Oilers greats hang in our stadium and not in Houston. So there you go. I just, um, I always thought it was neat. I, I wouldn't say neat, but interesting to see the dynamics of a fan base after a team has left. There are very few teams uh, who have actually stayed in the original city that they were founded in. Very few. Oh, that's true. And, you know, with, with Tennessee, they moved from Houston. With uh, the Raiders, they went from Oakland to L.A. to Oakland. And now Vegas. And now to Vegas. With the Chargers, they went from L.A. to San Diego, back to L.A. Well, the Rams went from Cleveland to L.A. Like L.A., then Seattle, or St. Louis, and then back to L.A. So Yeah. The Rams so have been all over. Bunch. Raider, fans, Raider fans are used to, like, all the moves. You will never hear Raiders fans say, oh, they ever leave Oakland. No, no they, their fan base keeps growing because their fans stick with that team. And I wish our fans I – mean, we do have a huge number, and I've gotten to know a lot of them. I mean, there's three or four of them in our – no, more than that. I mean, in our in our local part where I live group, that they, they were Oilers fans before. I mean, they were like Earl Campbell fans. Uh, Chris Miller, I'm going to give him a shout-out on your podcast. He's one of my good friends, and he was an Oilers fan. He followed the Oilers to Tennessee. He doesn't care where they play. That's his team. He was, he's love you blue, two-tone blue to the death, right? I mean, a lot of our fans are like that, and I respect that. But you're right. I mean, so many franchises have moved and, um, you know, it's everybody's right. I mean, nobody, there's no rule book on fandom, right? I mean, our fandom is what, what we want to go, you know, be fans of. And for the reasons they're a hundred percent personal. So All right. yeah, I agree with you. And I want to, I'm going to ask you a couple questions and I'll let you get back to your day. And I appreciate Tether for your, for your time today. No problem. Um, you have, you are the owner of the Tennessee Titans. They are a new franchise. They are picking a team, getting the players together. You're starting quarterback. Do you have Steve McNair or do you have Ryan Tannehill? Oh, man, don't ask me that question. Is it today's NFL? Well, let's let's just well, I think I think McNair could actually play in today's I agree with you. I mean, I think he would play better with all the protection rules that they have against that's yeah, why I, mean. I was gonna I was gonna bring in Dan Pastorini or uh, or even Ken Stabler, <laughs> but that's a little bit further back. That's old school, um, yeah. Which one do you think would, would you would you start with? Wow, man. I I just dude, I have a love for both. Tannehill's growing on me fast, and and believe it or not, I mean I feel like if he I feel like there's a very real possibility that Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry and company can actually bring the Lombardi to Nashville. Um, and not that Steve McNair couldn't, I mean, him and Eddie were, were founders of this franchise in my eyes, at least for Tennessee. Right. But uh, they're, they solidified the fandom of so many people. And I have to be careful because my, my nostalgia tells me, Oh, Steve McNair all day long, but Seeing, you know, what Ryan Tannehill is able to do, I mean, if all things are even, I would, I'm going to say Ryan Tannehill. And I, 
he hasn't earned his place alongside Steve McNair, but I, I really think he's going to. We have him for at least two or three more seasons, uh, and there's uh, a very real possibility we could get a championship with them. Now, let me ask you one more, uh, and this is going to be hard. You ready? Oh, boy. Yeah, you got a running back from one year, and they're prime. Do you go Earl Campbell, Chris Johnson, Eddie George, or Derrick Henry? Man, that is the hardest question of all. So many franchises in the NFL are blessed with like a bunch of franchise quarterbacks. The Titans have not been blessed with many franchise quarterbacks, even back in the Oilers days. I mean, you could say Moon. You could, there's a bunch you could list. But we have been very blessed with the, some of the very best running backs to ever play the game. Uh, to that being said, again, in, our, in their prime, behind a good offensive line, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Um, wow. They, and they're so, they're so different. I mean, if you could have them all on the same team, you'd be unstoppable for sure, just because they're so versatile. But, uh, I mean, I would have to go with the one I thought had the most complete package. Ah, I really liked Eddie George. Um, but I, I just think, I just think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with our current running back, man, Derrick Henry. And I, it's just because as much as I love all the old greats, Chris Johnson, even, I mean, there's just something nobody wants to tackle. Henry, you know, so I'm going to pick Henry. I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill and Henry with what we got now. Now I have to, uh, I have to apologize. I did not put Warren Moon in that, uh, in that discussion a minute ago. That is my fault. He was probably one of the best oiler of all time. Yeah, he was great. I, I, I liked Warren Moon even before I came, uh, even before I came an Oilers Titans fans. Yeah, absolutely. He was, uh, he was a beast and, and stayed that way for a long time. Taylor, I appreciate you letting us uh, barge in on your time there in, in California. And uh, as you travel, are you coming up for uh, – you said you're coming up for the Cleveland game. No, unfortunately not the Cleveland game. I, I wanted to. Uh, I try and make two or three games a season in the regular season. Um, I rolled the dice this year and took uh, the, the, the Bears game and the, and the Colts game. And uh, my next plan, and I'm hoping – I'm keeping my fingers crossed, as all of Titans Nation is, we get a home playoff game wild card or otherwise, if I can get my hands on some tickets in this COVID, this year of COVID, right, I, I'm going to be there for that. So I'm hoping early January that you guys will see me out there. We're hoping that the uh, Chiefs lose some games and the Steelers actually lose the game. And maybe we can beat one or two. Yeah, well, you know, with the new playoff arrangement, I'm not sure if you're aware, there is no second bye. So there's only the best team, which – if it started today, that would be the Steelers would get the bye. The Chiefs would have to play the lowest wild card, and we'd probably end up playing probably, you know, the Browns or the Colts again. So it's, See, that's why I, it's like if we can at least get second, we won't have to play the Steelers again. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about the Steelers. I mean, I you watched that game, and uh, you, you you saw it in Ben Roethlisberger's face when we missed when Guskowski missed that kick. He thought they were going to go to overtime. And, and I, I just – the momentum, everything was on our side. Our defense has played so much better since we, dra since we uh, traded for uh, uh, Desmond King. I mean, our secondary and, and bringing in borders has been a really good – Oh, he, he went off yesterday. Yeah, so our defense is stepping up. And if we can – I mean, I know Titans fans are doubting it, and I'm doubting it myself. If we ever get a Dory Jackson back in the lineup, he was our true number one. People forget he was our true number one corner – and he was always guarding the number one receiver. So, yeah, he was going to get burned every once in a while. But I think he's still going to be a key cog to this defense if we can get him back and uh, help. Because we're, we're suffering with a bunch of injuries. So, 
Let's see what happens, Jeremy. I mean, I appreciate you having me on today. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, go Titans. Can you give us a tighten up? Tighten up, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Taylor, thank you. And, y'all, this is another reason why football truly is family. 2,000 miles worth of reasons. Yes, sir. Yep. It's been great, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.